NRL Seven Twenty podcast for this week. Owen, back on the line. How are you, buddy? Mate, living the dream as usual out in Cloncurry once again. That's it, mate. The two blades of grass are going good out there. Mate, no, we're up to three. Up to three. Up to three. <laughs> up to three. Beautiful. Put a bit of water out there. Um, mate, she's a little bit chilly with that southwesterly coming through. What's it like up at the curry? Mate, it's freezing out here as well. I jumped <laughs> off the plane around about probably um, 11 o'clock today, and yep. lucky I still have my jumper. Yep. It's a, it's a chilly 16 degrees here tonight on Wednesday night here in Brisbane, so... Yeah, I've got the longs out for 16 degrees. That's cold enough for Queenslanders, but I'm assuming you'll probably get the single figures up where you are. Yeah, look, I haven't even had a look. I probably don't want to know, mate. <laughs> did I tell you I bought a drone the other day? Yeah, yeah, you did. I did, mate. It's uh, it's a pretty pretty cool little toy to have. Like, it's one that's actually got like good video and camera on it. I took it out for a few minutes out to New Farm Park and. Uh, Took it over the water and tried to go across the river and then apparently the signal started cutting out and I was freaking out thinking I was going to lose my expensive new drone in the in the Brisbane River somewhere, in the Brown Snake River, but uh, she ended up coming home nice and safely. But yeah, once you get the hang of it, they're actually a bit of a fun toy to have. Mate, you want to try my $99 drone, that's fun. There's no <laughs> stability control, there's no nothing. And if you fart... The thing blows up into a tree. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm happy with mine, mate. It, it cost me a little <laughs> bit more than $99, but uh, yeah, no, definitely definitely worth it. So it was a good recommendation from you, mate, that model, because uh, yeah, she, she'll do the trick for me, I think. Yeah, mate, they're good. Good yeah, brand. Beautiful. Mate, um, we'll get stuck into it. Uh, first cab off the rank, Tommy Dearden. Uh, I don't know if you heard this one the other day, but in the game on the weekend, apparently got rushed to hospital with a ruptured testicle. Now, we've heard ruptured testicles in before, mate. That is That just sounds more painful than what it probably is. Oh, look, I, when I heard this, I was, I was downstairs building a retainer wall with the boys and told them and they cringed and they started crying. Yeah, you grab your own nuts when you hear something like that. You're like, ruptured testicle. I'm like, oh, I just calmly just caressed my balls and just went... You're safe there, yeah. boys. It's just okay. The, the footy days are long gone. You know, not, nothing like that's going to happen to you anymore. So, yeah, no thanks. I'll be right. Yeah. Um, count me out of that one, thank nah, you. That's right, mate. And uh, you can count Tom Dearden out. Apparently, only two to three weeks after surgery, so uh, he will be back for the finals. I can't believe something like that's only a couple of weeks. It just sounds like the most painful injury. But uh, on that topic, Owen, what is your most painful sporting injury? A lot of all, everyone that knows me, it have to, I'd have to put it down to fracturing the L4, L5 vertebrae when I was 13, playing school, playing league for Townsville. Mm. And I think it was in Ingham. And yep. um, yeah, didn't walk away from that one, mate. And about uh, three to four months of um, limited mobility. Yep. So not nice and nah. still like it. No, nah, that wouldn't be nice, mate. Uh, was it a nice greasy night or afternoon playing footy in Ingham? It doesn't seem to be any other kind. No, look, no, it was, it was dry as, it was hot, but we were playing a the, the team, I remember, were about two years older, but it's just normal mm-hmm. tackle, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, I just think it was just uh, pushing my body to the limits too much, eh? <laughs> yeah, I think mine was... Gave, gave in. Mine was about a similar age, or not, not my worst injury, but playing up in Ingham, my, my one and only concussion or HIA in my life was uh, under-13s footy playing for Norths up in, up in Ingham, playing Herbert River. And, uh, yeah, ball came out early wide out to me in the centres and obviously put a little in and away on someone. And I got around my defender. I was trying to put a bit of a two-on-one 
uh, with the winger on the outside and then I sort of, for some reason, stepped back on on the inside and then just caught an absolute massive coat hanger from a big forward coming across. And, uh, yeah, I was I was all out. I uh, don't remember the rest of the game or anything like that. I remember that moment, but I don't remember any other thing of the game. And, uh, yeah, apparently I woke up about three, four minutes later and uh, we uh, I was – crying as you probably would being knocked out as a 12 13 year old kid and then i was starting to walk off the field thinking oh, i'm going off and then the coach just said no nah, you're right walk it off you're sweet so <laughs> outside backs yep. don't come off the forwards come off i'm like oh great now i've got to stay back out here i don't even know where i am right now so probably not the most safest protocol in today's game but uh yeah that's kind of how it was back in our days but um yeah, no, broken back, mate. I think you uh, I think you take the cake off me. I think I've just had a few torn ligaments here and there. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> that's, yeah, wasn't, wasn't real nice, especially going through that sort of stuff at a young age. But, um, no, nah, she's all good now, mate. Uh, yeah. I still like it, but um, just all about how you look after yourself now as you get older. That's it, mate. You're an absolute picture of health. Every day I go to sleep going, I wish I could be in shape like Owen. So, uh, oh, that's... mate, everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> mate, uh, Dave Fafida, um, he's one of a couple of guys we're going to mention. He's being asked to take a massive pay cut, in fact, $500,000 below his current salary to stay at the Titans. Should he stay or should he try and chase some money maybe at Redcliffe or somewhere else? Mate, he's, he's, it's still pretty good money. He has not been informed. So mm. the likelihood of him... Um, pulling any big money from any other team is, from my perspective, is highly unlikely. So, but, I mean, if he's going to get 500k less, that means he's going to be on something like five to 700k at the Titans. I mean, he could probably get yeah, that from any other team in the NRL. And I mean, the Titans are probably getting the wooden spoon this year. So, I mean, why would you even take a reduced cut to stay at a team that's clearly going to get the wooden spoon and is probably going nowhere next year? Whereas you could probably take up 500k, 700k and probably go play for the bloody Roosters or come back to the Broncos or go up the road to Uncle Wayne at the at the Dolphins and probably make a little bit more money and, uh, you know, maybe have a chance at a winning team there. Yeah, you know, I'm looking, and, and that's probably right. It all depends on whether you get those options as well. Mm. Um, and, look, if he likes playing there and he's getting along with the guys, then, look, yeah, I think that's really what it all comes down to is, um, is liking where you're playing, mate. Yeah, and the Titans, look, the Titans definitely overpaid to get him. Like, they were paying him 1.2 a year to get him away from the Broncos. They tried to negotiate with him several times, and he kept turning them down. He finally took the big money because, you know, you just can't turn down $1.2 million a year no matter who you are. But, um, you know, obviously he hasn't lived up to the hype going there. Um, and it's probably best for the Titans to probably move on and use that money towards, you know, two or three other, you know, quality first graders that they might help recruit or bring to the club. So... Yeah, it's probably best for Big Dave to probably move on where he goes. I'm not too sure, but he'd definitely be an asset if he's in the hands of the right players. Maybe some veteran uh, halves inside of him sort of setting him up out wide would be probably the best place for Dave to go. Yeah, mate. And look, I think look, it'd be in, uh, like, I think the, the Gold Coast are probably hoping that he doesn't take it either because it's going um, to improve their salary cap and give them a little bit more options, right? Eh? Yeah. Definitely. Especially, especially one point two on someone that's not not delivering. Like, mm. I, I, I still think these guys are, are getting paid way too much for mm. not delivering on on expectations. Ah, there's a lot of them out there, but. Uh the next guy, he's definitely delivered on his expectations this year. Benny Hunt, he's probably the favourite to take home the Daily M Award this year. Definitely having the best career of his, uh, uh, best season, sorry, of his career. Um, but he's getting lowballed by the Dragons. Yesterday, the reports come out that they've only offered him a two-year deal at seven hundred thousand dollars a season. Apparently, his management was chasing around the eight fifty to nine hundred mark. 
Um, surely this is a G up. I mean, the Dragons, they'd be absolutely nowhere battling for the wooden spoon if it wasn't for Benny Hunt this year. He was fantastic in origin for Queensland. He's definitely been the standout player of the competition in the NRL all season long. Um, $700,000 a year. Why the hell would you lowball him to a guy who's been so loyal to you since he moved there from the Broncos? Yeah, mate. Look, it, it doesn't make sense. And, and you line that up against, like, Fafida. It's like, this is, this is where I think the the salary cap and, and the way they're paying their players, it, there's there's too many holes in the system. It just, mm. it's not working right. Nah, it's not. And, and, and they're not getting, they're not getting value for money and they're not getting... No, seven hundred k a year. Benny Hunt can go sign with any club tomorrow for seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year. I mean, it's just that's laughable. I mean, he's still got a good three, four years. I mean, it's literally been the best year of his career now. So, yeah. some players like that, they just you know they get better with age. And Benny Hunt's one of those guys. He had a few demons when he was at the Broncos, especially the twenty fifteen Grand Final. But mate, he's absolutely gotten better and better year after year since going to the Dragons, and this has easily been his best year. I. I can't believe they've offered him something so low. Maybe they want him to move on. I'm not sure. He's got a good relationship with Anthony Griffin there, the coach. But, um, yeah, that, that just sounds like a G-up to me. Like, uh, nah, that doesn't make sense. Nah, I'd be taking my talents elsewhere if I was Benny Hunt. Um, Queensland will gladly have you back, Benny. Surely one of the teams here will take you at 700k a year. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, mate. Yeah, look, it, it just doesn't doesn't line out for me on what, what what's going on there. They've obviously got some some reason, reason behind what why they're offering that much but yeah. Um, he's, yeah he's still got plenty of good years and, he, and he's playing his best football right now yeah. like seriously he's been lights out every week he's been great to watch James Tarmail now he made a bit of headlines by uh, throwing some curlies at the referee and basically got sent off with like 30 seconds to go in the game uh, it was a close game. I think it was 72 to 6 at the time. Um, but uh, anyway, Big James, he uh, got sent, him and his big beard, they got sent off. Um, he got suspended for three weeks, which was actually going to prematurely end his career in the NRL, which was going to probably be a sad way to go off. He fought it at the judiciary last night. He won and got reduced to one week, so he will get to finish his career on the field. Fair result? In all fairness, you, you look at the scenario that he was put in, getting pumped, 72 points, like... Yeah, I'd probably call the ref a cheat too at that point. Like it, <laughs> I think I think his was just more of an emotional reaction to to the amount of points that his teams just got just got rolled by. Yeah. Like, um, and unfortunately, the ref was was his target. So, look, yeah. um, is a good bloke. I I don't I don't think he really meant too much by it. It mm. was just one of those one of those brain snap things that happens, and it yeah. always it always seems to happen every now and then. Yep. Um, but look, I, I, I think based off um, based off the findings and previous things in that sort of area, I, I think the the one week ban sufficient for that. Beautiful segue mentioning that the score was seventy two to six at that Tigers Roosters game. Um, lopsided games from the weekend. Uh, there was a lot of big games that were decided by 30, 40, 50 points, and then it was highlighted by basically the Storm putting 60 on the Broncos. Um, I think it was Corey Oates' 200th game for the Broncos, so not a not a happy uh, milestone game for him. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then the Roosters obviously putting 72 points on the Tigers. Um, with an extra team coming into the comp next year with the Dolphins, is there enough talent to actually make this a competitive comp? Mate, look, I, I, I think the talent's always there. It's 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 always there. I don't I don't see too many issues in that in that sort of space. Um, look, in, in, if anything, what it's going to do is it's going to probably bring those. It's going to get some of those top top tier um, players filtering around, and it's going to bring those that talent in a mm. lot more as well. So, 
I don't see any issues in that sort of space at all. I think it's going to be good good for the game. Um, but, yeah, there is a, a clear you, – you, you can see the top eight to the bottom eight. It's a, it's very clear looking at it and how how you can get everyone on par. I don't know. It's a hard one, eh? Yeah, it is a bit of a tough one. Like it's – like I said, it might have just been one of those one-off sort of where there was a lot of high – uh, profile teams sort of playing a lot of the lower bottom teams and it just sort of happened in one perfect storm in a weekend where everyone seemed like they were beating each other by 40, 50 points. But, I mean, yeah, the Storm Broncos game probably was, should have been a little bit competitive. I mean, that was a, probably a bit of an outlier, but I think a lot of people saw the, the Roosters. They've been in really good form recent weeks. They were probably always going to put a bit of a number on the Tigers. Uh, it's probably that time of the season. There's a couple of weeks to go. Guys have already checked out. They know they're not going to play finals. They're probably just making sure they don't get injured and need any off-season surgery so they can go on their you know, their holidays overseas or go to Bali or what a lot of the NRL players do these days, go up to Byron and get on the get on the hash cookies and the and the brownies and things like that. So Yeah, it, 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 and look, on, on honestly, thing, I said it there before around the pays and all that sort of thing. Like some of these sides have got, they've got quality, quality players. Yeah. But something's going wrong with the system and they're not getting their value for money out of their players. Like mm. I do, I think I've said it to you bloody a while ago around, I think they've got to start bringing in incentive and bonuses rather than paying them 1.2. Hey, you're getting 500. If you play good or your, or, or your stats are up there and you maintain it, you get bonuses up to your 1.2. But if you don't deliver, yeah. you're back at 500. Like yep. Give them the reason to play. Yeah. No, that makes sense really, yeah. I mean, but I guess, you know, a lot of people will want to go and play for teams that will look to win. I mean, you're going to go look and sign for the Titans. You're like, well, the Titans are probably going to win three games next year, so I don't want to win them. Let me go Let me go sign with the Roosters or the Storm or the Panthers because they're going to win probably 20 mm-hmm. games next year, so that's going to be a bit of an incentive. So I I, know, I, I agree with you. I think there, there probably should be some incentives for these guys to – to maybe win certain amount of games each year and things like that. I know a lot of American sporting teams have a lot of incentives there where they can make extra bonuses if they win MVP, play rep games, things like that. So maybe the NRL has to look at restructuring their contracts a little bit. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they go. There definitely seems to be – I mean, you even look at a guy like Cheese. Like, he's he's leaving the storm to go to the Roosters. So he's gone from, yeah. you know, one of the top – contending teams to another top contending team so he's not really going to you know one of the bottom teams that's sort of offering him a heap of money to come over but yeah anyway we'll um we'll see what the number 17 team does next year anyway Gus was in the headlines again this week uh challenging the NRL to fix its current state with all the big score lines we were just talking about saying it's a house of cards and the development levels of the game need to be looked at uh, it's a bit of a far cry because last week he was uh, supporting the Roosters and poaching 17-year-old rep players. So what's he actually on about here? Does the NRL need to seriously move teams out of Sydney to maybe Perth and Adelaide and other places to try and make it a truly national fair competition? Look, I, I, do you honestly think that's going to work? Um, I, I, Look, I know what they've done in the AFL. When they asked teams to relocate or when they opened up new teams like the Gold Coast and GWS and Sydney... They gave them an extended salary cap. So I think the teams were on around like an $8, $9 million cap. And I think these teams had like a 11 or $12 million cap, which is why they're able to go and sign guys like Gary Ablett and stuff like that to these other teams. And it actually helped boost them in the short front. They gave them a heap of draft picks so they could get all the good young talent and it sort of boosted them up and helped them sort of help winning games straight away. Look, I think it'd be hard to do that with the rugby league because it's always been so focused on the eastern coastline. 
Mm. But I definitely do think after looking at the scorelines recently, and we always see the same teams. I mean, I saw a ladder the other day. Only three teams have won the minor premiership in the last 10 years. The Melbourne Storm, the Penrith Panthers, and the Sydney City Roosters. That's it. Out of 16 teams, only three of them have finished on top in the last decade. So we don't really have a fair and even competition. I mean, we don't want every team to have a chance of winning the title, but you do want it to change around a little bit at times. And I guess that's what Gus is getting at, that it's a bit of a house of cards because it is only the same three, four teams sort of dominating every year for the last 10, 15 years. But I mean, yeah. What, 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 what do you think? It's got a little bit to do around. Um, there's just more, more of a selection, more of a um, what the density down that way is is larger. They got a bigger pool to go from, or well, it's like, not so much like, the development. Like Queensland's bringing in a fourth, a fourth side. Um, yeah. But then, but then the pool isn't getting any bigger. Like you already got no. three. You know, it's going to be three around the the, the sort of southeast Queensland area there. Yeah. So and it's it, and population wise, there's nothing like down south. Well, I've always thought. I mean, look at Perth. Perth's a place that. Yeah, it's as big as Brisbane. It's like 2.1, 2.2 million people. So there's plenty of corporate dollars over there. They don't have a lot else going on over there. So there should be a lot of money to really put towards rugby league. They've had junior developments happening over there for years and years. So there's definitely, you know, they've got a a world-class stadium ready to go. So I don't know why the NRL has not. They keep taking... NRL uh, state of origin games over to Perth. Like, why do we keep doing it unless they're going to put a team yeah. in Perth? And I mean, they keep yeah, taking that, origin correct. games and that to Adelaide. So, I mean, well, you keep taking them to these cities. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I'd even be for putting a second team in Melbourne. You know, I mean, Melbourne's the second biggest city here. The Storm have proven fantastic. They've got a lot of corporate sponsorship. You know, why wouldn't you put a second team in Melbourne? But I definitely think Perth and Adelaide, I mean, if you went to some of these struggling Sydney teams, like there's nine teams, I think, in Sydney. If you went to them and said, look, we're going to give you a $12 million salary cap and we're actually going to give you a lot of corporate backing for the next five years, well, they can go out there and target all the good, yuck, um, unbecoming players in the game and give three, four players a million dollars plus. And then all of a sudden they've got a good team. You know, go into a new situation, a new area. You inspire a lot of young kids. Maybe I want to grow up and be like this guy and that guy. I think it could help grow a a supporter base quite quickly, just like the AFL has done. It's been a pretty good model for them, and they're a truly national game, and it helps them with TV right deals. Their TV right deals are always bigger than the NRL because they're a truly national game in all the major markets, whereas the NRL, it's like, oh, no, we'll just stay in southeast Queensland and and Sydney. That's pretty much it. Look, mate, you, you could be onto something. Definitely, like it, 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 it makes sense. Mate. It, it, it makes sense if you can spread spread it out, mm. get more people into the game, yeah. see what else is out there. Yeah, why not? I mean, it, they always keep saying the game's been a hundred years old, but you kind of got to forget that it wasn't called the NRL until nineteen ninety eight. So it was, you know, they only changed it, I think, to the ARL in 95. So before 1995, it was still called the New South Wales Rugby League. So I think that's sort of the problem. A lot of these old heads in Sydney and New South Wales are all traditionalists. Like, you know, the game started in 1908 and it's been New South Wales game through and through. But, you know, it's 2022. Like, you know, a lot of sport is global these days. And definitely with a game like ours, it's got to be more national based. So... You know, you've got a, a city of over a million people in Adelaide. You've got another city with over two million people in Perth. Got to take the game to them. You keep taking Origins there for a reason. You know, now's the time. Offer it to some of the yeah, Sydney well, teams just, and move out there. Yeah, yeah, and just just like the pay and structure and all that sort of thing, it probably probably needs a big overhaul. 
Well, I mean, Volandis well, is out there t- trying to tell the New South Wales government, you know, get out there and fix some of these stadiums, like, you know, these smaller suburban ground stadiums like the Tigers and Campbelltown and Cogriffus and George and even Canterbury. You can see the train tracks in the back line. Like, you know, some of these crowds, they're lucky to get five, six, seven thousand, some of these Sydney crowds on, on the weekend. So you can't tell me you can't, couldn't get seven or eight thousand people in Adelaide or in Perth for a game and play at a brand new stadium, like 250 million purpose built football stadium. I mean, surely there's better options for them. Mate, you're on to something. Give him a call. Sort it out. Yeah, Philandis, give me a job. You're sitting there doing nothing. Mate, House of Dragon came out the other day. Um, I know absolutely nothing about uh, Game of Thrones. Couldn't even tell you one character. I mean, is is Khaleesi one of them or something? I don't know. Um, Are you a Game of Thrones nerd? Do you know anything? Do you have a favourite character? Can you tell me anything about it? Mate, I can tell you absolutely nothing right. apart from Shen watch, watches it and that's it, mate. That's uh, about as good as it gets. I'm not a series person. I honestly don't have the time for series. Well, there you go. We just we just plugged a TV show that neither of us watch. So, um, yep. there you go. House of what? House of what? I, House I, I of Dragon. It's about, just... it's about the dragon, I think. I don't know. The panel, I, I do, what dragon? I, I, I think there was dragons in Game of Thrones. I think there was dragons. I don't know if they breathe fire. I'll have to double check that. I'll have to Google the internets. That's what it's called, it's a, House it's of a Dragon. Prequel. Yeah, the I prequel think- to the Game of Thrones set two hundred year two hundred years prior. There two, you go. Two hundred years prior. Oh, okay, so two hundred years before, before the yeah two hundred years before the events of Game of Thrones, and one hundred and seventy two years before the birth of Daenerys Targaryen. Right. Seriously, that like that's how good you get. That's what you're gonna get from me tonight, mate. All right. So two hundred years prior. So Khaleesi won't be in it. Not this time. Okay. Uh, I think she's the one that gets naked. I don't know. I heard there's a lot of nudity in Game of Thrones. I think that's why a lot of these perverts watch it all the time because it's really? like softcore porn, but they don't want to say that they're watching it for the, the softcore porn, but they, they kind of are. Um, okay, sounds like I might need to check it out. You now. might need to check it out. Mate, you got a week, you got a week out of Clon Curry to yourself, mate. So, mate you gotta, <laughs> what have I been missing out on? I'm now wondering what I'm missing out on now. Start binging some, on yeah, start binging some uh, House of Dragon and uh, Game of Thrones. So there you go, mate. Yep. It's downloading now. <laughs> Let's get into this weekend's games. Round kicks off on Thursday night. Tomorrow night, it's Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, round starts tomorrow, 7.50 here at Suncorp Stadium. I'm actually going to this game, ladies and gents. I will be there with uh, Fat Reese's dad, Les. So he'll be there to uh, hopefully give a lot of shit and curry to the Broncos because I'm probably sure the Eels are going to win this one. Owen, what's your tip? Yeah, mate. Yep. I think the look the Eels are coming into a little bit of form here into the into the finals. Bronx, I don't, I don't know what's going on there at the moment, but their defense has dropped off over the last two to three matches. Oh. Um, so and Cobo, sixty points. Yeah, what what defense? Sixty points. Yeah, that's it. Like I, I had a look at the highlights there from the weekend, and you can, they're, they're just not doing what they've been doing most most of the year, getting like maintaining that top eight spot. They're slowly dropping out. Yeah, um, I still got them in the top eight towards the end, but. Look, I, yeah, I, can't, I can only see this going the Eels way unless the Broncos turn up. Now, nah, Ezra Mam and Adam Reynolds in recent weeks, like you said, their defense has been bad, and that's because opposing teams are actually targeting their halves. Um, Adam Reynolds and Ezra Mam have been averaging combined double figures in missed tackles over the last five games. So that's that's an alarming stat when your halves are missing double figures in, in missed tackles every game. News came out today that Selwyn Cobbo is actually going to be rested this week as well, so that's another big blow for the Broncos. Yep. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't see anything but probably, probably a ten plus point win for the Eels in this one. Yeah, I think so too, mate. 
Yep, rightio. Moving along to Blue Bet Stadium in Penrith, 6pm on Friday night. The Penrith Panthers wrapped up the minor premiership last week, hosting the New Zealand Warriors. Do the Warriors get anywhere within 30 points? Most likely not. Mm. I, 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 even, I even read something on the news there uh, this morning that the Warriors are even struggling to put a side together at the moment. Yeah. Sicknesses, people out for personal reasons. Um, injuries, um, they're, they're struggling big time. Yep. I don't see this being really nice for them at all this weekend. No, I'm not sure where the Warriors are going. They're sort of a bit like the Titans at the moment. I'm not too sure what their future is. I don't know who they've got coming next year, but it's not going to be enough to turn around that sinking ship. So um, Panthers have no. an easy one there. Um, the later game, 7.55 in Melbourne. This is a blockbuster. Two absolute yep. form teams. They've got a lot of their players back. Melbourne Storm hosting the Sydney City Roosters. Star-studded lineups across the park. Who do you even pick in this one, or is it a flip of the coin game? Look, it, it's on. I've got the Storm. Um, it's going to be. It's the first cracker of a game for the weekend. Um, there's, there's a couple of them on this weekend. Um, mm. I've got the Storm. Just they're they're coming back into form now. Roosters. Roosters going to give them a good run for their money. So looking at the odds here, Roosters are still paying thirteen bucks for the premiership. No, no, for on thirteen dollars for Friday night. Storm or a dollar, so no, yeah. Oh, hang on, nah, got that wrong. Dollar fifty five, two forty five. <laughs> I was gonna say thirteen dollars. I was, I was gonna end that. the podcast and go and empty me wallet in a second. No, that's the Warriors. <laughs> you got to go. I, was, I was looking. I was looking up the top, not the bottom. Oh, the Warriors. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I was really putting money on that too. Yeah, you couldn't convince me to put ten cents on the Warriors for that game. Um, no. Nah. Nah, yeah, mate. I, I actually, I actually like the Roosters. Um, I still think the Storm backline is a little bit on the lean side. You know, they're going to have to guard. You know, the likes of Tedesco, Tupu, Momoroski, Manu, Joseph Sawali, Luke Keary, and Sam Walker. That's a pretty decent backline. Munster and mm. Hughes are obviously there, but um, the rest of the backline still a little untried for my liking. The Ford Pack battle will be absolutely mouthwatering. Matthew Lodge has actually been a really good pickup for the Roosters. They they lack that sort of workman like sort of front rower that just rolls the sleeves up and punches up through the middle all the time and does a bit of the hard yards. Um, Jared Weir Hargraves, he has his moments in doing that at times, but a lot of times he's a bit of a cat, old JWH. I've never been a fan of his, but usually if you could sort of physically intimidate the Roosters in years past, you could sort of you know get on top of them after 10, 15 minutes, but Matthew Lodge has definitely brought a bit of toughness to that forward pack, and they're looking a lot more lethal. Victor Adley, Nat Butcher has been in fantastic form. Angus Crichton's been well as uh, going good as well. Yeah, no, this is going to be a fantastic forward battle. I can't wait. I think whoever does win that forward battle wins it, but I'll probably say the Roosters by four. Well, look, it, it's, going, it's going to be a close game, and look, you could be on to something as well because the Roosters, this is their do or die. If they win this game, they've they got the potential of being in the top eight. Yep. However, if they drop it, that, that, that this weekend could be their season done. Yeah, and also for the Roosters, a big plus. Lindsay Collins and Takiyahu actually named on the bench at 16 and 17. So, yeah, some good firepower off the bench for the Roosters as well. This is about as good as their lineup has been all season long. So, yeah, put me down for a Roosters win. All right, I think you're on something. 3 p.m. on Saturday in Canberra, the Raiders hosting Manly. Talking about a team that can barely scrap together a first-grade team, that is definitely Manly these days. A lot of injuries to a lot of key players. It's Cherry Evans and a bunch of probably uh, New South Wales cuppers out there at the moment. Canberra, they've got everything to play for. They're just two points behind three teams in the eight. I can't see anything but an easy Raiders win. 
Yeah, mate, I've, I've got Raiders for this one as well. Um, the Sea Eagles, there's something going on over there that um, is not going real well for them. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're going nowhere for the rest of the year. No, they've checked out. Manly's a beautiful spot, so if I was a Manly player at the moment, I'd just be checking checking out the beaches every day. There's a lot of a lot of beautiful women down there on a, on a, on a Manly sunny sun, Sunday. So uh, yeah, they probably probably got their eyes uh, focused elsewhere. Uh, Five thirty yep. on Saturday, the Sharkies hosting the Bulldogs. Sharkies definitely want to try and still chase the Cowboys for that second seed, so they'll be hungry for a win. The Dogs, they can't make the finals anymore, but they might try and get a bit of team chemistry looking forward to next year. I've got the Sharkies 1-12. to How do you see this, Owen? Yeah, mate, I've got Sharkies 13+. plus. 13-plus. Plus. Be a big easy win. Yep. Yep, yep. And they're, they're, they're in my tip for at the end of, end of the, um, the tipping as well, mate. Beautiful. Rounding off Saturday night, 7.35 in Sydney. Probably the second biggest clash for the weekend, the Rabbitohs with Luttrell hosting the North Queensland Cowboys. Um, obviously, the Cowboys missing Tommy Dean with that ruptured, poor little ball sack of his. Um, put a bit of a, a change in the lineup. So, Scotty Drinkwater's come into Dearden's number six spot. Hammer slots straight into the fullback. Feldy's back from his injury on the wing. So, they're probably looking almost full strength, you could almost say. How do you see our Cowboys lining up against the Rabbitohs? Rabbitohs obviously coming off with a bit of a topsy-turvy performance against the Panthers. They really should, probably should have won that game, but um, they could be hungry to come out and maybe prove a point against the Cows. Yeah, mate, and they've got more running, running on this than the Cowboys do as well. So, yeah, obviously Cowboys are fighting for that um, second place against, uh, against the Sharkies there, but mm. this is another one like the Roosters for the Rabbitohs to stay in this eight. They've they got to be... Um, They've got to be winning their, ne- their next two games. So they've, they've got a lot riding on this. They're coming in some really good form. Um, I'm, I'm going the Cowboys, but the Cowboys, have got to, they've got to take things up another level. So um, they had a good win there on the weekend. It's going to boost it. I'm hoping they're going to be able to keep, keep it going for the weekend and the lead up to the um, final. I'm going to do something bad here. I'm actually going to tip the bunnies. I knew you were going to say that, and I probably I was thinking it as well, but... I'm, I'm just hope, hope, hoping the guys are just going to, they want to finish off this standard season, mm. finish it nice and strong, knock the Rabbitohs off. Yeah, they haven't had too many games in Sydney this year, the Cowboys, but um, yeah, I, they've been very good at home and, and pretty much good in any Queensland game they've played, but yeah, they haven't had too much success in recent years in Sydney, so I think that hoodoo might just continue for them, so I think they might be due for a loss in this one, and it might have to come down to the last week of the season if they can retain that second spot from the Sharkies. Um, 2 p.m. on Sunday, the Tigers hosting the Dragons. Bit of a nothing game for either team. Who knows if the Tigers are even going to be fired up after getting absolutely pummeled 72-6 to last week. The Dragons put some points on the board against the Titans. Benny Hunt, obviously... Probably wanting to prove that he's still worth a million-dollar player for the Dragons for his negotiations for next year. I've got the Dragons winning 13-plus. How do you see it? Yeah, Dragons as well, mate. I think they're... I don't, I don't think the Tigers... Uh, the, the Tigers have shown they can come out and play, but um, it's, it's too sporadic. You, you just don't know what they're going to do. At least the, tra- the Dragons are still giving them a good crack at the moment. Mm-hmm. And the round finishes off at 4pm at Seabus Superbet Stadium in the Gold Coast. It's the Spoon Bowl. Gold Coast Titans <laughs> up against the Newcastle Knights for the Spoon Bowl. Uh, winner makes sure that they probably, well, the Knights, if they win, basically are sure that they will not get the wooden spoon. The Titans have probably got one hand on that wooden spoon already, but another loss here probably confirms it for them. 
Yeah. Is yeah. there any, is, 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 any hope for my Knights to get a win here? Mate, is, is it more positive? Just, what were your thoughts on the Knights game over the weekend? Um, I didn't watch it. Um, I saw the score, and then I found out, oh, okay, they lost by six of the Raiders. Then I found out I think they were up 22-8 at halftime and basically choked at home and lost. Um, so I thought, no, that's pretty typical of how the game went once I saw the highlights and uh, of how the season's gone so far. Um, yeah, well, yeah, look, look I'm, I'm running off the back of that. I'm going to run off the back that what they they did give it a good crack there on the weekend. Maybe they can do it again this weekend. So I'm going to back the Knights for you, mate. Well, I'm going the other way, and I actually think the Titans are going to win. Yep, I think they're going to. I think in the last few weeks they've actually shown a little bit more in their attack. Their defense is still horrible, but if any team's defense is as bad as the Titans, it's definitely the Knights. And uh, yeah, I think both teams are going to throw this ball around. I think it's going to be first team to score 36 points wins. It's definitely going to be a triathon. Um, so whatever the under over is for this game, I'd just smash the over. There's going to be absolutely zero defense played in this game. Um, but yeah, I think the Titans at home, they just might actually get one over the Knights. Yeah, mate. Look, it, it's another flip of the coin, this one. It, it, mm. it, it's really just going to come down to who's going to bloody turn up on the night, this one. Yeah, it's definitely a game where if you've got plans on a Sunday afternoon, one thing you're doing is you are definitely not watching the Titans v Knights game, that's for sure. <laughs> Especially if it's a nice sunny weather and you're on the Gold Coast. I could think of a lot better things to do than go watch that debacle of a game. All right, Alan, before we wrap things up, have you got another multi for us? How did your multi go two weeks ago, actually? Oh, mate, it was, it was a shocking round for oh. tipping. I think everyone would have went shocking tipping that, that round. So, mate, it, it failed within the third game, I think it was. Oh. At least you got the no third good. game. A lot of Macca's multis usually fail on the first leg, so. <laughs> well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping this one's, this one's on the money. All right, lay it um, on us. What I'm, do we got? All right. What I've got, I still still, still love me any times, um, but I'm going to throw a 13 plus in there, which I spoke about before with Cronulla. So mm-hmm. I've got um, I've got Brian Toho, right. Panthers anytime. Yep. Jordan Rapana, yep. Anytime. Nick Hines, yep. anytime. Right. And Cronulla 13 plus, paying six dollars eighty eight. Six dollars eighty eight. That is that is giving away money right there. Yep. Right. Yep. That's well, what I thought. I, 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 I had Panthers thirteen plus, but it, it just went. Nah, nah. We're not giving you any odds on that. Nah, it'd be a dollar so five. I, I, I dro- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I dropped that odds out, and yeah, paying, paying nearly seven dollars. I don't think we can go wrong. Beautiful. Well, we need one bet to get up because we haven't had one get up, one multi get up from anyone on this podcast all season. And next week's the last week of the season, so last week. we need right. one to get up, Moen. So let's. This, this, let's, this is this is it, mate. This I'm feeling positive. All right, beautiful. Better than Loz's lock. Owen's multi. What are we going to call it? Is it Owen's multi or are we going to do something else? Owen's, I don't know. That's that's something for you to think about for next time you're on. I'll think, I'll think about it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll come up with right, You think about, your, you know, like, Kumi's hero. It took him all of two seconds to think of that. So, yeah, Macca's, uh, Macca's <laughs> trivia. That took us two seconds to think of that one as well. So, now nah, Owen's multi. We can do better than that. Owen's, Owen's premonitions or something. I don't know. Just think of something to call it and we'll, we'll make yeah. it official. Yep, yep. And, and even if I just got to come in at the end on the podcast there next week, mate, I'll come in and throw my, my last 30 seconds in. Beautiful. That sounds gold. We'll definitely do that. Depending on how this one goes. If it's no good, then tap me out. <laughs> You're out. You're done. We're not having you back on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to be out of money in my account as well. Yeah, that's it. That's going to do it for another week of NRL 720 podcast. Owen, thanks, mate. Thanks for coming back on again. 
Hey, mate, absolute pleasure. Been um, been loving it for the second time now and looking forward to uh, the future ones I do with you, mate. Excellent. And make sure everyone slap that subscribe button and follow and give us a like. We'll see you again next week.